Mike. So chapter approved is right around the corner. Sounds like it's time to start it's looking at some separate books this year. That's right. And it's time to start looking at some of the stuff that's leaked out already. Almost pretty much confirmed at this point. Uh, folks have been nice enough to read through the codec or the uh, the point changes books for everybody. So we have a pretty clear idea of some of the changes coming out. Uh, so why don't we just jump right into Thousand Suns and talk about some of the things that we know are, are coming in chapter approved and kind of what our thoughts are on this. And obviously they've announced as well, the Ritual of the Damned is coming up. That's the next book uh, for the Psychic Awakening series. Uh, and that's going to have Thousand Suns in it. So we're right around the corner and getting some new content. So the chapter proof stuff we're looking at tonight is really just the points and trying to factor in kind of what we think might be coming in Psychic Awakening or in uh, Ritual of the Damned. Yeah. Which, uh, I don't know. So far, I've been the uh, first Psychic Awakening book was sort of meh however i really like faith and uh, fury and um so hopefully if we continue the pattern the blood angels yeah. one is going to suck and then the thousand suns one's going to be awesome <laughs> well they uh you're going based on the phoenix or phoenix awakening book being a little bit underwhelming for for Eldar, and you know them pretty well mm-hmm. but um putting that aside we have a whole bunch of things to talk about yeah so um, points changes uh, are a huge deal uh, for the uh, the game, mostly because if a unit becomes more or less expensive, it becomes more or less viable. Um, so that's the reason why our inaugural episode was actually discussing um, points changes from chapter approved its last year. Mm-hmm. So I, it's, it's sort of interesting come to come full circle on this. <clears throat> so uh the first thing that really uh strikes me so thousand sons uh more than perhaps any army in the game is uh relies very heavily on their hqs to do a lot of the heavy lifting um for the most part none of the thousand sons uh units really changed except for the sorcerer who uh well came out ahead on here uh, so it looks like the sorcerer, the just the base bog standard sorcerer on foot, uh, is going down by ten points, which is actually a little surprising considering how, I guess, much you see sorcerers in competitive lists. Though perhaps the uh, with the addition of the new um, master possession for chaos and the dark apostle getting effectively spells. Now, uh, they've lost sort of their primacy in regards to being the ultimate support HQ. And then the sorcerer on disc is going about uh, 25, which I find amusing because mm-hmm. I think they've, uh, finally sort of figured out that just because you're on a disc doesn't necessarily mean that you're better. Right. And we've we've also had the whole um, concept that the sorcerer can also take the jump pack at the same time uh, mm-hmm. by way of the index war gear uh, options. Which I mean, here we are in twenty going on twenty twenty, and that's still a thing. Um, but you're you're absolutely right, and that the sorcerers right now 
they've kind of been filling that really in thousand sons armies, they have the cheap HQ role, right? Mm -hmm. Like they, they are filling that role where you, you know, your battalion, you need to, uh, HQ choices and they're the cheapest option you've got out of the whole book. And to have them drop a little bit in points is actually rather nice. Um, across the board, if you're taking, uh, you know, your regular sorcerers, you're saving 20 points right there, which if you're thinking about it, that's, if you're taking two Zangor bombs, I mean, that's enough to cover your, your Brayhorn on a couple Zangor blobs. Um, yeah. you know, the 20 points can kind of seem insignificant, but over time it adds up, you know, yeah, as you, the, as you add the more. other important thing I'm thinking about though, looking at this. So last year for chapter approved, they reduced the points cost on the Terminator sorcerer by about 20 points which actually had the side effect of making the regular sorcerer almost undesirable right? because the the points, literally you're paying 10 more points for a better bolter, a better um, armor save, more another wound <clears throat> and an invalid save on top of yeah. all that. Uh, and sort of, sort of invalidated the regular foot sorcerer. And it's always been something that kind of annoyed me with some of these models that have the options to take things like combi bolters and things like that, that they never put the Inferno combi bolter as an option in the combi weapons or, or the Terminator weapons that, you know, the thousand suns sorcerers could actually take. So you have a guy like a sorcerer, but it's kind of like, well, I can't take the combi bolt, the Inferno combi bolter, which is a great weapon uh, mm -hmm. for three points. It's fantastic. But even the Exalted Sorcerer, same thing. I mean, the Exalted Sorcerer in the hierarchy of things is actually supposed to be even better than the Terminator Sorcerer, and he just has lowly bolt pistols or infernal yeah. pistols and flamers, and maybe he can take a plasma pistol. But, you know, it's just yeah, kind of one of those. Why, <laughs> why do you need a, a uh, Inferno Bolter whenever you have mind bullets? Yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> that's true, but annoying at the same time. Yeah. I mean, I should be able to do some more shooting, but yeah, yeah you had the familiar on the cat on the Terminator Sorcerer, and we've probably seen over this past year that that's really become the the go to choice for a lot of people. But yeah. actually, what's interesting with that is um, it doesn't change at all in chapter proved here, um, and it pretty much comes out, I think, pretty much neck and neck with the cost of an Exalted Sorcerer once you add in all of the um, uh, the costs uh, and that that makes it kind of um, interesting when you want to um, when you want to look at your HQ choices now because uh, yeah so with a familiar you're looking at 170 points for the for the Terminator Sorcerer and then you're still at about uh, 125 points for the Exalted Sorcerer mm -hmm. so you know it basically comes down to do I need the reroll of one aura or do I want better shooting and an you know, plus one to cast on top of everything else. And I yeah. think in most cases, people kind of roll with the Terminator. Yeah. Also, that gives you the little of the deep strike them without using the stratagem. Yeah, that also <laughs> is true. It's very important with the yeah. supporting Zinger bombs, for instance. Yep, very um, true. The other trend that is continued from way back in whenever the Codex first came out, the Demon Prince with wings went up in cost again. Well, not not everybody's, because the Chaos Space Marines, um, which we'll be able to take a look at these in a little bit. We'll look at some of our brother, brother uh, Heretic Astartes armies and see what kind of what's changed over on that side. They actually lowered the price on on the Demon Prince with wings for the regular Astartes armies, but for the Thousand Suns, they actually went up. 
Um, they didn't go up a lot. It's only five points that it went up, and it's only the one with wings. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's kind of appropriate. I think that's been notoriously the best demon prince in the game. And to to take a five point hit, I I think isn't game breaking. It isn't going to stop people who were taking demon princes before with wings. You know, yeah. it, it's just a little bit of an edge where it just says, <clears> hey, you know what? Let's just let's just increase it just a little bit just to to kind of mitigate here the 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 idea that. You know, this is the best demon prince in the game, I guess. Yeah. Well, the other thing is that the you, you don't see people spamming demon princes in other armies like you see Thousand Sons demon princes getting spammed. And I think that that's a lot of what goes into the selection for what gets adjustments. I'm I'm sure there's a good there's a good case of that. There's probably also a lot in the play testers and their yeah. feedback that that goes into it as well, but. All right. That kind of rounds out. I mean, Aramon stays the same as usual, which <laughs> I think at this point, I think is pretty much just fantastic because it's just kind of keeping him in a good spot. He's a very good value, but um, it, it just kind of with some of the other characters in the game getting point reductions, uh, it, it's good to see him just kind of staying where he is um, and not getting nerfed because I think yeah. many people could probably say, hey, look, he probably could be what 140, maybe, maybe 145. Mm-hmm. Something, and you'd still take him. He's still an auto pick at that point cost, but um, it's it's good to see him staying there because he's he's such a core tenant to like all the Thousand Sons armies. But yeah, there is good news, and that is that cultists have finally been given back their original. Uh, sorry, not their original, because originally in the index point. Uh, the index books, which I had the fun of going back and taking a look at, they were five points a model when they first came out. Hmm. And then they went down to four, and now they are back to a five points. Um, now they're back to four points. Uh, sorry, yes, sorry, four points. Um, yeah. And it makes sense because they, over the last year, have just been absolutely nerfed into the ground. They've lost yeah. their legion traits after they were increased to five points apiece. I mean, they have just taken nerf after nerf after nerf and it's well, good to finally uh, the thing is that the order of operations is important here because they were bumped up to five points when they started legion traits and then chaos two point mark two came out and robbed them of the demon tra- their legion traits and now we have like um the what's it called whatever shock assault it's called for chaos the right they don't get that yeah, they don't get that. There's a whole bunch of things that the every all the other choices in the codex have been sort of improved around them, and so it's appropriate that they go back down to four points because they don't get any of the benefits of their army. Yep. And while the Rubric Marines did not uh, get a point reduction uh, from 16 points per model like they did um, earlier this year, the Infernal Bolt Gun is now free. Ha! So they did drop a little bit in point costs now, which effectively another two points cheaper per model. Sarah, yes. So now they are down to eighty. If you just want to take a base uh, five-man squad of Rubric Marines, they are now down to eighty-eight points. Um, which, when you take the bolt guns and everything else into a, into account, uh, does drop them down a, a little bit. Uh, about, I think it was one point. Uh, no, sorry, it was two points apiece for the Infernal Bolt Gun. So that's an effectively eight-point drop because you have the Sorcerer in there who can't take a Bolt Gun. Yeah. Um, so that was pretty good. And then on top of that, um, 
you know, it adds up when you do like a 10 man squad, uh, it kind of makes it a little bit easier for rubric Marines to get to that, uh, where before you were, I mean, damn near, uh, 200 points to just get that 10 man squad. So you can get that elusive soul reaper cannon. Uh, but now, uh, you're covering probably close to about 150 if you add everything in. So, uh, actually one, probably close to about 180. So you get a little bit of a point reduction there versus the uh, what we had before. Yeah, she's so. always a good thing for rubrics yeah. getting points decreases. Um, I don't think that with the changes to like the introduction of doctrines, uh, the AP on the bolters is no longer special yeah. enough to cost extra points. I don't think. Now the bad news is is while rubric marines have kind of been getting a nice they've been getting nice treatments every round of updates that seem to come out. Zangor's kind of took a hit this, this release. Um, so they're going to go from seven points a model up to eight points a model. And that's going to, that it's going to stop some of the lists that were running multiple big blobs. And I think you're still going to have armies run at least one big blob of Zangor's uh, because they fit a role that, um, there's nothing else really in the codex that can fill that role um, of an infantry unit that can, that can essentially alpha strike, tie things up and lay waste to actually other Marines. I mean, you got to remember Zangors are very effective at killing Marines. Yeah. Which, um, honestly, <clears throat> I, I don't think it's necessarily unexpected that they go up. Um, if we go up based off the metric of what is used, Zangors have always been regarded fairly well in this edition. Um, and so I think that it's not surprising that they finally do get a little bit of an adjustment to perhaps make the rubric Marines a little more enticing. Yeah. And I think what's fair to try and re uh, to, to reemphasize is the fact that these changes were written months ago, right? The, mm-hmm. These were written when, before the Marine stuff had come out. So you know, if you go back to that time, Zangors were doing good. Plague Bearers were doing good. And to see both these uh, units essentially go up in points, um, the, it, if the meta had stayed the way it was, that yeah. this would have probably made sense. Uh, but now yeah. at this point, it's probably worse than what it is. Um, so hopefully we'll see um, some stuff coming out in Ritual of the Dam that'll help a little bit. Um, you know, Mike, I might contemplate a little bit here that maybe the Zangors actually get um, shock assault or the the hateful assault with them going up one point per model. And that's just anticipating that so that they don't have to redo all the points, points costs when that stuff rolls out. I'm not, I'm not hopeful that that's coming out, but I, I could see that potentially working its way in. Yeah. That's, uh, we'll see. I mean, I, I'm yep. personally hoping for a little bit more for the Marine side of the army. But there's definitely, and as we get down into some of the other things to change, like the, um, uh, the Scarabacal Terminators, um, they dropped a nearly, uh, what is it? Four points a model, uh, mm-hmm. this go around. Uh, so they're down to 26 points a piece. I mean, these things I think are going to be the next things we start seeing on the table quite a bit. Yeah. Um, which that, the thing is the, the last year's chapter approved, they went down by three points a model and that still right. wasn't enough to make them viable. And so I think that, again, they're trying to sort of adjust them until you start actually seeing them used. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, we're, we're talking, we're talking now for just a base five man squad of Terminators. They're sitting at just about 170 points or so. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's going to be huge. Uh, yeah, I mean, for before that was costing you almost 200 points to bring that. And now it's, you know, way down in points there. So it, it makes a lot of, a lot easier for you to fit them in um, and have a role for them. And even if you're going to take like a big blob and throw in a, you know, soul reaper cannon or two, you're still not breaking the bank like you were before it. You know, you're, yeah. you're getting a good like 40, 50 points uh, back as a result of that. So the, the other thing that I've interesting to notice here is that, the points reduction to the Terminators keeps them roughly in line with the um, Rubric Marines with still being about, well, you, you get the same number of wounds and the number of shots between a 10-man squad of Rubric Marines and a 5-man squad of uh, Terminators. Mm-hmm. The, now, uh, the interesting thing is, do, do you think this sets up for, you know, the one thing we haven't, I don't think we've confirmed at this point is the two wound change to the cult Marines, which uh, at this point I would expect to start hearing more about that, that that's coming. Um, But to get a point reduction and two wounds, maybe in light of the Marine stuff, that would be possible. But I would think that at this point, this, this is stuff that was baked in at the beginning of the year. So they wouldn't do that for everything Um, or they wouldn't do that altogether. Right. Yeah, that would seem like a very big change to me. And given that rubrics went down in cost by an appreciable amount again, um, I and I don't see them yeah. necessarily doing the two wounds on like a bog standard rubric marine. Right. Unless that comes in the Ritual of the Damned, which yeah. it could, but it, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Um, but the interesting thing is that We've talked about this in the past where you you decide, okay, you know, yeah, making rubric marines two wounds apiece might fix, fix rubric marines, but you have to remember what happens. It's like it's like setting off dominoes, right? And now mm-hmm. you start looking at Scarab Occult Terminators where they're two wounds apiece, right? So what do you do with them? Do you make them three wounds apiece? You know, it, it's a... And then how do you apply that to, say, Loyalist Terminators? Do they become three wounds apiece? Um, you know, those, those are the kind of things where a simple change might seem simple to us. Like, yeah, it just fixes it. It's great. There's nothing wrong with it on rubric Marines, but then you start looking at all the other things you realize it's not that easy. Yeah. I, I don't know. The, uh, two wound rubrics would lead into three wound Scarab occult doesn't necessarily lead into other terminators also becoming three wounds. That's um, true. The, an example there. So, um, Eldar jet bikes or or uh, space marine bikes have two wounds apiece. Effectively, one bike, one wound for the bike, one wound for the guy on the bike. Well, Harlequin jet bikes have three wounds apiece uh, for reasons. Uh, they don't. So this doesn't necessarily have to have true parity uh, across all unit types. True. That and we're set up to be able to do that with these different codexes. Correct. <clears throat> All right. Well, moving on to some of these other things here. Um, 
Oh boy. It looks like Chaos Spawn got more points taken off. It's now only 20 points a model. And I, you know, I wagered a bet that we still won't see them used all hey, that much. You know what? Just... I saw somebody today complaining that, man, I only have 21 points left. What am I going to do with that? <laughs> yeah, take one Chaos Spawn. No, nah, no. Nah. Sure. What you do is you just leave the 20 points off and you bring a Chaos Spawn with you. That way, whenever you blow up somebody, you can turn them into a Chaos Spawn. Sure. But at the end of the day, I mean, those are, they're, they're, if you're playing in an ITC or a competitive format, they, this is kind of where this stuff gets bit, where like a Chaos Spawn is so easy to kill. That, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's worth, maybe it's worth checking out. Like you leave a couple points off the board or something like that. Magnus goes in, he can Chaos Spawn something with his staff or whatever it is. So, um, <laughs> So the other things that did get a reduction, uh, Zengor Enlightened. Uh, they went down to 13 points a model now, um, which is okay. I mean, it's not, it's, I, again, I don't think it's going to make us see Zengor Enlightened a lot because I don't think the problem was they were too expensive. Yeah, it's actually uh, something we've discussed previously. I don't think Games Work don't necessarily understands the reason why Zengor Enlightened aren't necessarily considered viable anymore is that they're at 15 points they were very cheap but they're limited by their max squad size and the rule of three now at 13 right. points they're even cheaper and they're still limited by their max squad size and the rule of three right well i guess um now if you bring zengor enlightened you have more points for goats you just you still don't have a really good delivery mechanism they only move 12 <laughs> so yeah you know, and you can't advance a charge. You can warp time one squad. You know, there isn't, there, there's just not a whole lot you could do to get them. Like if you're going to bring the divining spears, which on paper make more sense with the Marine meta because you do two damage a piece with them after you charge. So I just, it, it's kind of a shame because they're, they're a great unit even with the bows and they're also tied to a shaman. Like if you're going to bring the Zangor Enlightened, you have to be bringing a shaman with them as well. Mm -hmm. So, well, there is another thing that they just keep reducing the price on the price on. And I, it, I don't know if it's going to be enough to, to start seeing them yet. Uh, land Raiders. Like I mean, the, <laughs> the, the land Raiders dropped by 59 points since the launch of the edition. And I, I still don't think it's enough to make it an I enticing know. option. Um, the main problem is that, okay, well, you dropped the Land Raider. It's still super expensive because the four LAS cannons, two heavy bolters, and maybe a multi-melter or something. And you're stuck with it. Like, you don't have any options. That's the big yeah. thing. Like, the, you can't. This is the problem with such a great model like the Land Raider. It looks cool as hell. It has such a great role on the battlefield. It's just like this insanely awesome transport. But you can't bring it because it only has a very niche role. It, it you know, and it, it, you don't have a way to play it like Marines would play it where, okay, we run them with bolters or we run them with meltas or las cannons or, you know, whatever the, whatever the configuration that you need for going into battle, that's supposed to be the thing with the land raiders that you can swap them out. Yeah. And, you, and the specialty variants like the land raider Achilles, uh, those ones are purpose built. So you lose your transport amount because they have this, you know, huge special gun mounted onto the front of it. Um, mm -hmm. 
you know, it's, it's kind of a shame because that, in my opinion, is what's holding these things back. Like the, the land raiders are being held back, not by their points. I think at this point, again, it's there's, you need other options. You need to be able to, you know, throw quad heavy bolters on the sides of these things or, you know, um, Meltas, if you want to, or I don't know, missile launchers. What, whatever different variants are already out there, the kits are there for you to be able to do it. Um, yeah, it, they don't. They don't have to make a special sponson side side sponson kit for the Chaos Land Raider. You can just use the loyalist ones if you want to. So, mm -hmm. I don't know. Can you? Do you think you could? Do you think you could work a Land Raider on the table right now? Like, how would you use it? Honestly, a land raider holds twelve models. Ten. Mm, so no. it is worse. Yeah, it's ten models, and it is really? worse than a drill. Yeah, because the drill can hold twelve. I could have sworn the entire point of the land raider is that it held twelve. Otherwise, it why transport, not take it right now? Well, the the land raider can transport terminators for the for ten terminators. That's the thing. Okay. It's worth checking, but I just looked at that today, and that's well, that's kind of the main thing because that's what I thought it was. We're gonna have a look at it. Let's do it. This you are correct, huh? Yeah, I don't, I don't know why you'd ever take one. To be frank, I mean, um, I mean, in Thousand Suns, what are you gonna put in it? I mean, Terminators, you can deep strike, <laughs> and this is kind of the same problem you have with everything else, like. Uh, now, the, this be... is the thing it, it, only 10 models there's no point in taking a land raider right the the, the third reason why you would take a land raider is that okay you can have 10 dudes plus your support characters if it's still capped at 10 then who cares right right if you could do 20 now you're kind of getting interesting because maybe i take 20 zangors and put them in the land, <laughs> in the land raider and just say <laughs> yolo and get yeah. out and there you go. But if they gave the land raider the um, the assault, um, even if they gave that to Thousand Sons, there's not much. You, again, you can't put much in there, um, unless you could put a demon prince in there or something like that, which would be damn cool. But there, we have nothing. Uh, hell, you could put like let's say you could put a hell brute in there. You know, even then, now you're kind of talking because now I can kind of deliver my hell brute to the front lines a little bit easier. Yeah, I don't. It just isn't this. anything. I don't understand what they're what they're doing here. And again, um, I mean, you're stuck with the last cannons, so I guess, I guess you could use it as a fire platform because it moves and doesn't suffer the penalty for moving and shooting heavy weapons. Yeah, but again, like the whole point is, you could put stuff in it. It's a delivery mechanism, like. In world eaters, I think you could potentially make the case, right? You put some berserkers in there. You don't need a full squad of berserkers. You can, or you can put possessed in there. Again, you don't need a full squad of possessed. And that's a good delivery mechanism because you can you can send it up the table. You could use a dark apostle to make it minus two to hit if you pop the smoke launchers. You just advance it up the table, maybe warp time it, and then just say, okay, it's in your face. Deal with it next turn. Um, but other than that, I mean, Thousand Suns really just don't have a use for it. Yeah, I mean, I really think that they need to, like you were saying earlier, open up the uh, weapon options and the um, 
ability to transport additional models. Because mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so the Redeemer is the one with the uh, flamestorm cannons. It's the one right. that uh, transports twelve. Right, and, and I guess because that thing just has flamers on there, that gets more transport capacity. I don't know. But, I guess. But you also uh, have the uh, the other two layered rotor variants, the Achilles and the Proteus. Um, the Proteus yeah. just has that weird little. Um, it has a weird upgrade thing that, or an option that it takes that lets you intercept with it if you set up within twelve, which isn't yeah. all that awesome because again, the Proteus otherwise is just a basic land raider with las cannons and a heavy bolter. So great you're intercepting with last cannons i i guess um but then you have the land raider achilles which has a couple things going for it which i think is probably the only thing that gets looked at uh it has a 48 inch mortar that does mortal wounds um which is really cool but you're not doing all that many mortal wounds because of just the fact that it doesn't have that many shots yeah um it the Crusader's get... not bad. Yeah, but the Chaos Space Marines cannot take the Crusader. Yeah, I was just looking at the other Land Raider variants. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. Um, honestly, yeah, the Crusader has a great place because you can just put so much shooting on it, right? Like well, that's the, the one that's loaded out with the bolters? Yeah, it's got her, two Hurricane Bolters, uh, Twin Assault Cannon, um, Storm Bolter, Multi-Melta, and um, has the Frag Assault Launchers. So if you charge with it, you have a chance to deal uh, 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 D3 mortal wounds. And it holds 16 cool. dudes. Well, going back to the uh, Achilles real quick, I mean, you, ha- you have that mortar, you have those stupid melters on it, which you're mm-hmm. stuck with. Uh, but it does have a four-up inbound. And it does, that's kind of the thing, I think, with that thing. And it only transports six. So you have a pretty tank, like it's T, what, they're T8 or T9. Uh, or Land Raiders, I think, are T8. And two up save and yeah. a four up invuln on that. With You'll probably get a couple more wounds as well on the Achilles. Um, that is pretty cool because then you can at least fit a squad of five Terminators with a support character of, of some kind inside that because the it can still transport the Terminators for the normal slots. So you, you do have something kind of worth working with there. But again, you're sinking tons of points into it i think it's like mm-hmm. at least three 300 and something points where you know maybe you're looking at a leviathan dreadnought or something at that at that point cost yeah. so i mean hell you're almost in the knight territory and you could pretty much say a knight is far and away better for that amount of points yeah uh, looks like the predator dropped by five points again yeah um, they dropped the predator and the and the yeah. rhino both lost five points which it's interesting they dropped the price of the rhino too i'm actually i'm curious if it perhaps that was a points decrease on rhino chassis across the board um because they share the same stat line other than the weapon choices we'd have to compare it to the other codexes to really see if that's the case but, well, um, they didn't drop the Vindicator, but... Yeah, well, the Vindicator is a, a little different, right? As well. yeah. It also just got buffed. Yeah. The, uh, the other <laughs> thing that dropped was the Mauler Fiend and, and the, the Forge, Forge Fiend. Yeah, yeah, the Forge Fiend got a really good drop. 20 uh, points. Jesus. Yeah, so that thing is um, still bad. Um, even with the Hades Autocannon, it is still... Um, and I think maybe even the Hades Auto Cannon got a little bit of a drop too. 
let's see here. So yeah, you're looking at about 120 points for a Forge Fiend with two auto cannons, which 120 points isn't bad, but for 125, you get a Mute of the Vortex Beast and the thing can actually synergize with the rest of your army a lot better. Um, it's not yeah. a gun platform, but the Forge Fiend, I mean, you're going to have to use Demon Forge on the thing every time you go to shoot it. So, you know, you have at least three CP tied up into the thing for hitting on fours, rerolling hits and wounds. I mean, it's not that great. Not that great. Um, the Ectoplasma Cannon may might be a little bit better because of the damage output you can get with it um, and higher higher wound targets, but that's another 20 points more if you're taking because you can get three plasma cannons on there. Yeah. Um, the um, the Mauler Fiend also uh, one of the things they did with it is they also cheapened the um, the magna cutter on it because uh, it used to be that the lasher tendrils were just better all all the way around, but the the magna magna cutter is kind of the worst uh, option that it has. Uh, so when you take the Motherfiend with the Magma Cutters now, you're, you're down to about 122 points, which is really, really interesting. And then when you throw the Lasher Tendrils on, now it's 122 points as well. Um, uh, just basically you can pick one or the other the way you want to go, and it's going to cost you the same thing right now from, from the looks of it. So. Yeah. Well, the main thing about the Magma Cutter is that they changed it to a pistol of all things. Yeah. And so it's just it doesn't synergize well with the unit. Well, it did, well, the the thing about the pistol is you can use it within combat. Well, so it can yeah. shoot when you're when you're when you're locked up in combat, which it should be. But at the end of the day, anything that gets into combat with a Mauler Fiend shouldn't be locked up in combat with it, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, my experience is it's either going to either die because it's a Mauler Fiend, right. or um, the thing that survive with Mauler fiends, fiends attack it's gonna kill it. fall back or fall back yeah yeah that's true yeah. uh you know and, and then it leaves our mutilith our poor mutilith vortex beast in this weird realm where now it's more expensive than a Mauler fiend doesn't have the output barely is able to buff what is actually going to be on the board with the stuff anymore like that thing has just completely become useless it, it, it's quickly becoming one of the most useless things in the codex. Cause now, I mean, you can at least make the argument with the forge fiend and help the defiler, um, the Mauler fiend, like the, the point changes or the reductions that those models have gotten over and over and over again. And they have a stratagem to actually make them useful in combat. You can make a case to, to take one of those to actually do something with the mutilith is just going to be, you know, walking around looking ugly the whole time. Yeah, though, again, I think the main t thing here is that people actually took Vortex Beasts, at least often enough where they aren't, like, completely unknown, um, whereas none of the Demon Engines have seen play pretty much in any Chaos Codex. Yeah. I mean, the sad thing that made me laugh was that... Um, they finally put out a character that specifically buffs your uh, demon engines and it's going to be awesome and to make them awesome. And the go-to strategy is just take three of that character. Um, yeah. And I don't, I, I short of giving them back their hit on threes uh, that they had pre in previous editions. I just, I don't see there being uh, the, 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 pro the points aren't the problem with these units. It's, yeah. what they do um, whenever they're already on the table. 
Um, I mean, at least the Mule of the Vortex Beast. You, every once in a while, you'll get that like Hail Mary where you've got the Mule of the Vortex Beast surrounded by the entire enemy army and he blows up and kills everything. Um, right. Which uh, previously well, in the I Vorge think- Fiend, uh, I, I, like, I tried lists to make that thing good and I could never come up with anything in Thousand Suns at least that would do the job. Yeah. You know, we don't have anything... Even demons don't have any, the Zinch demons don't have anything to improve the ability of the Forge Fiends to shoot, right? Because yeah. I don't think there's a plus one to hit for no, demons. The o- only plus, plus one, one to, wound, to right? hit is from, uh, and no, because they can get, wait, how is that? I think it's, I think it's the, um, there's a, there's a spell that demons have that, um, Gives plus one to wound. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. For uh, and that works. The flickering fire. Yeah, yes, that's it, and that works good. But you have to put it on the unit. That's the thing. So again, you're only. It's like Thousand Suns, where you can do these buffs onto one unit, but you don't have a way to just like hit multiple units. So you take one. Great. They're they're actually relatively easy to kill. You don't have a way to really buff them up at all. We don't. We can't really lower their invuln like the Dark Apostles or, or not the Dark Apostles, but like they're. I mean, look at the Master Possession where he can lower the invuln of all demons around him. It, it's, yeah. you know, it's kind of it's disappointing. But one of the best things out of the whole thing here is kind of the last thing for Thousand Suns that got a point reduction, which was the the Helldrakes. Now in the um, model costs, the Helldrake stayed exactly the same. It did not receive any reduction in the actual hull cost, but what they did do is they lowered the war gear costs. So the, um, the claws for that are now free. So it does not cost you points to take the Helldrake claws. And what's even better is they lowered the cost of the Bale Flamer. So total across the board, it's 27 points cheaper now to actually take a Helldrake with the Bale Flamer. There's absolutely no reason to take a Hades autocannon anymore. And if you want to know something even funnier about this, that Bale Flamer it is also taken on the Lord Discord. So all the folks that were saying, oh, the Lord Discordant's going to get hit with a point reduction or a point increase, they actually got a point reduction because now they have an option that they can take the Bale Flamer for, for a bunch of points less than what they were taking. Yeah. <laughs> but I think Heldrakes, I mean, at 140 p- points a pop now for Heldrakes, I think you could make a case for three of them. I definitely think you can because they they hit on uh, threes in, in close combat. Uh, and that makes them great. And if you've got flyers, uh, they're even better. Uh, so they get plus one to hit against them. So you're hitting on twos against them, huh. uh, which is pretty cool. That's interesting. Yep. I find it funny that the Heldrake retained its weapon skill 3+, plus, but the right. Mauler Fiend did not. No, because the Mauler Fiend is... I mean, it's a ground unit, right? Like That is supposed hmm. to make sense in some realm. I guess. Um, anyways. Yep, and then obviously, you know, our lowly Magnus the Red has stayed at for 445 points since the Codex increase. Still doing nothing wrong at 445 points. He's usable. You can do stuff with him, but he deserves to be cheaper. Yeah, or at least better. Tankier. Something. Yeah. Never thought I'd miss free roll ones on invuln saves. Uh, I mean, seriously. 
<laughs> All right. So, so what are your thoughts overall, Mike? I mean, um, honestly, I don't really find any of the changes here surprising. Uh, the units that got adjustments are either units that never see play or rarely see play in any appreciable numbers for the units that got points decreases. Uh, it, or it got just nerfed into the ground like Chaos Cultists. Or uh, if it would got a points increase are things that are so ubiquitous that it was bound to happen. Um, I, I don't think anyone would be overly surprised by the Demon Prince of Zinch with wings going up by five points. Um, the one thing I do have to laugh about, though, is, of course, the, the um, changes to the Bell Flamer. Um, I'm curious if, I guess, I assume that they aren't going to do something clever and like Lord Discordance must pay blah, like full price for Bell Flamers, but Huldrakes could have points decrease. Um, I assume that they're not doing that. Um, yeah. But uh, I do think that the that there are sometimes unintended consequences to uh, adjusting points on a thing without necessarily oh, yeah. taking a, a full view of what, what's going on around it. Well, it, we'll see what happens. Um, I think the point reductions are good across the board. I mean, I, I, I think at the end of the day, it just kind of feels like we're going in circles now because it's, while the point reductions are good and they're warranted for the things they got, they don't fix anything, right? They don't like the point reductions on the land raider aren't going to make people take land raiders. Um, the point reductions on say the Mauler fiends or forge fiends aren't going to suddenly make people take forge fiends or Mauler fiends. Um, mm -hmm. You know, the, the one demon in, or not, sorry, it doesn't even count as a demon, excuse me, the mutilated vortex piece uh, doesn't get anything adjusted with it. I mean, the, I kind of feel like there's the folks playing Thousand Sons or trying to play Thousand Sons don't get enough time to try and look at all the all the units in the in the roster. I think they focus on the things that are good or they look at the typical rosters that people do build and they build them up and they kind of look at it like okay, it's this is okay. Um, and they might look at like say the forge fiends and the the you know a lot of the heavy support stuff that's in there and just say well I'm going to ignore them because they're strapped for the same r problems that the rest of Chaos Space Marines have right like those those are not going to be things that are dealt with via Thousand Suns they're dealt with via Chaos Space Marines and balanced accordingly because um, I mean you can look at the land raider the predator the vindicator the defiler the forge fiend the mauler fiend their points are driven not by thousand suns like thousand suns don't even factor into what those points are um they're Correct. driven by chaos space marines and that's kind of unfortunate mm -hmm. no, i do think that's definitely true the um one thing that i think we're gonna definitely see is rubrics marines made a bit of a comeback this last year with the points decrease from 20 points to 18 points um now that they're 16 points, I think that we might see even more sort of yeah. rubric spam uh, lists for just MSU rubrics uh, occupying the table. And the, the big question is what people are going to take to support that. 
Um, I think that the None of the changes to the heavy support, I don't think, are going to be sufficient to make people try anything in the competitive sense. There's too much risk there. Mm-hmm. Uh, as much as three Forge Fiends with an Exalted Sorcerer um, would be kind of funny, I don't think it's actually viable, especially compared to whenever you compare it to things like three Predators. Um, using, yeah, there's... Uh, or three... Uh, yeah, kill shot or three just dreadnoughts. Uh, well, contemptor dreadnoughts. Yeah, um, and I still think the contemptor is probably the way you go right now. Yeah. I mean, you can you can load them out with las cannons, and you know if if you need something that can just poke vehicles from not being able to like repulsors. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the health the las cannon contemptors are really good for that. You got four las cannons each hitting on twos. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's that's just a really really good thing. I mean, even if they're going to use ironstone or something like that, you don't care. I mean, you just go through it. So yeah, and the fact that the none of the new space marine vehicles have an invuln save other than the impulsor, which is just a rhino, so who cares? Um, means that they're actually more vulnerable than we're used to in this edition to weapons like las cannons, right? Because um, in the night meta, for instance, uh, you didn't really care about the last cannon because you know, most of it was wasted. Um, but maybe that's a better option now. Yeah, and one of the other things we got going for us, if you're running lots of rubric marines, is you have all his dust. And yeah, you know, despite the fact that you do have stalker bolt rifles and imperial fists running around, um, I do still think that despite that you do have a good chance against a lot of the other small arms fire that, that Marines tend to, to bring like lots of heavy bolters, lots of stubbers. Um, you yeah. know, if you look, the, the, the repulsors are loaded out with lots of one damage weapons. They just have, I mean, the executioners just got one good big gun, uh, which doesn't really have too many targets in a thousand suns list. Yeah. Um, the, the other thing that I find the, Stalker bolt rifle, interesting. It doesn't actually trade very well with most other like infantry choices because it's low shots at long range with high damage. It's heavy. For, and it's heavy. It's heavy too. Um, whereas if you they, they don't have the number of shots effectively. So if you bring yeah. down a unit of like even rubric marines within rapid fire range, they'll shred an equivalent points unit of Mm-hmm. intercessors with uh, the starker bolt rifles mm-hmm. that's absolutely right and you might have a case to bring them in with the drills um you know bring a maybe bring a couple big squads of uh rubric marines and a drill with loaded out with you know bolters and a and a um soul reaper cannon and just go to town on them. yeah i assume yeah. that the drills weren't affected by the points changes don't see no nothing together. changed on them nothing Fair changed enough. on them Yep, they stayed the same. They're pretty good as it is, so that doesn't surprise yeah. me. No, actually, I would have expected them to go up, if anything. Yeah. Um, I, I recall there was being a lot of like hemming and hawing when they first were released. Like, they're going to go up, they're going to go up, and they haven't gone up. No, they just kind of continue to just sit there. You know? Yeah. But no, the, I think yeah. the main thing is that they never started to dominate the meta. They're just sort of that annoying thing you ran into from time to time. Yep. Now, the only other thing worth maybe mentioning is here in here is that they they also have decreased the points for the some of the hellbrute close combat <laughs> weapons, which is that's awesome. pretty good. 
pretty good. Oh, the yeah. power scourge and the health and the fists all went down in points by about ten points, which uh-huh. for a model sitting sub one hundred points is pretty significant. Um, yeah, that's a, I that's think a 10, that they, 15 uh, point reduction. Oh wow, and the uh, warp flamer went down in points cost again too. It did. Yep, another two points. So now it's only eight instead of ten, which it's not bad. I mean, you yeah, could I mean, you could run a bunch of flamers in there, or maybe throw a couple into your rubric lists or your your MSU rubric lists. And it's not bad. Yeah, just give you something to sort of disincentivize people to charge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, and um, you can advance around and fire it, so you mm-hmm. do get a little bit of extra range. So play them yeah. like you do in Kill Team. Yep. So, all right, so. That pretty much wraps up what Thousand Suns did. Um, elsewhere, uh, we do also have Chaos Space Marines getting some changes. Um, right off the bat, we can look at some of these, uh, some of the most notable changes here. Uh, obviously, the biggest thing <laughs> uh, in the Chaos Space Marine book that got the biggest change was the Lord of Skulls. Good um, for him. Yeah, I know. Uh, he uh, he definitely uh, got a whole bunch of stuff uh, loaded out um, because they reduced the uh, the cannon that he is able to take. If I just bring that up real quick here, yeah. So the both the chitin, or sorry, I haven't I haven't actually updated the chitin yet. But the uh, the Hades Gatling cannon uh, basically got a ninety four point reduction in price, <laughs> which is awesome. On top of the uh, sixty five point reduction to the actual base model of the Lord of Skulls. So Jesus. Yeah, that thing is that thing is way less than it used to be. I don't, I don't know that we're going to see any kind of sudden resurgence in Lord of Skulls. Like nobody's going to be running like three of them unless it's just a joke. But I, I can see one maybe splattered in there just for fun. Points decreases they received puts them much more closely in line with some of your Forge World knights, um, or even uh, like a Castellan. Um, so I think that you could actually potentially see a Lord of Skulls because they're already like decent, um, but this actually makes them a viable super heavy choice. Yep. Another notable uh, point change: Abaddon is now two hundred and ten points. I, I will That's... admit that is somewhat surprising. Well, so... it is and it isn't. He he's really good. Without a doubt, he's really good. He can just, I mean, there are games where he can steamroll stuff. Um, He's also the main support unit for the Black Legion. Um, If you're going to run Black Legion, you have to take him. So I kind of feel like that's not a (laughs) bad thing for him to be 200 points. I think we'll probably see him all over the place. Yeah. The Dark Uh, Apostle, huh? Yeah, the other thing that's interesting there is the Dark Apostle goes back to its original cost at 72 points. Um, that is even, an interesting change to me. Um, I almost like mit- possibly a misprint, right? Oh, actually, it makes sense. Um, so, the original Dark Apostle effectively had a prayer that was always active and affected multiple units around it. Right, the reroll so, hits in the fight phase. Right. Mm-hmm. So now they've replaced that ability with a prayer that can fail, but you're able to actually pick a different prayer. Um, and so I actually don't think that as much as the dark apostles are good, um, the loss of reliability, um, has hurt them a little bit, especially yeah. with, um, snipers. Well, they are so 
relevant. Uh, they you can like lose their uh, little helper guys, so they lose their uh, powers on two plus. Yeah, they do at least have the four up invuln. And at the end of the day, I think if you're if you're shooting the dark disciples with your snipers, you're actually you've got a leg up on them because you're only going from a two to a three up. So worst case, you have to reroll. I mean, you're not you're only getting about a twenty percent difference in your chance there between the two and the three. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that's uh, they're, they're, dark apostles are. I mean, well in the auto take category. I mean, the, the the fact that you get a power that can't be countered, can't be stopped, really, unless you fail it. That's that's really all it is. And they're good powers too. They're way better, I think, in my opinion, than the loyalist version uh, of the chaplains. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the minus one to hit is just huge. Yeah. So, um, second thing that, uh, or next thing that's really huge actually is the obliterators are down. They got, they're back down to 95 points a model, uh, which is just a, about 30 more than what they were doing. And this is actually better than what I thought, where I thought they should be. Um, mm-hmm. When I was originally looking at the point costs and the output of obliterators, I kind of figured, well, first of all, we knew they were going to go up in points because they got better all around. They got yeah. more shots, they got stronger, they got close combat weapons. Um, you know, just across the board, they got better. I thought they would be priced appropriately around about 110 to 105 points a model, somewhere in that range. And at 115, it was just, just enough to push them beyond where, where you really wanted to take them. I think now at 95 points a model, you take them left and right. I mean, you take, you take three squads of them if you need to, like three squads of three if, if you want. Um, and just go to town. I mean, they will just absolutely shred whatever you want. And you've got, you've now got um, masters of possession uh, that can get in there and, and help them out. Um, you've got all sorts of stratagems coming from faith and fury that can help you, you know, make them work a lot better. These yeah. things are going to be back in a big way. So, yeah. And then the next thing was the demon prince with wings. Uh, we alluded to it before. Um, it's now down to about 150 points now for the loyalist version, which in the uh, chaos or, version. You no, know, the the loyalist version. Yeah, the oh, okay. loyal loyal to loyal to the um, uh, to uh, a bad. But yes, yes, that's what yeah. I meant. So um, actually, is what we talked about. It, it makes a certain amount of sense. You don't see people really taking demon princes in chaos space marines they there are better options um the dark mm-hmm. apostle over outperforms the demon prince used most of the time um even a chaos lord is actually usually more preferable if only because they are cheaper and they can take thunder hammers now they can take thunder hammers now yep uh on top of that we also had the venom crawler come down a little bit another one of those yeah you know it's here's what's interesting mike if you look at some of these costs of some of these things of what they they were all the way back before the before the whole thing changed like look at the um look at the price of the defiler when it Mm -hmm. came out in the index it's it was priced at about 300 points when she threw some some options on there like the twin last cannon or whatever else you could you could throw Mm -hmm. on there like 300 points for a defiler yeah that's just i i I talked about in a previous podcast how my my renegade space frame list went down 100 points just out of nowhere 
That was uh, a chapter approved, right? Yeah, chapter approved uh, last year. Yep. And then Chaos Mark II came out and it went down another 100 points. And it's like, Jesus, okay. guys. Uh, okay. Yep. There's just, it's just interesting to look at the amount of change in the game, the power, the power change that's happened. And yeah. I, th- I think there were a lot of things that just right out of the gate were just way over-costed. And the yeah. problem is, is once you start that far off, they're going to be real reluctant to, to drop the price on um, the amount that needs to be dropped. Like, look at how long we had to wait to get a, um, well, they, I mean, they reduced the point, uh, point cost of the uh, Lord of Skulls and the Codex release just from index to Codex by 100 points. Yeah. Uh, and then now we're having to come down three quarters of that same amount again uh, to get down to 315. So we're almost, mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking almost close to 200 points here in difference from when it was originally, uh, you know, priced out. And that's just, that's brutal. Yeah. The, I definitely have the feeling that Games Workshop was effectively spitballing whenever they've put the indexes out. Like, we think this will be like how much this is worth in the new system because they literally like ripped out the entire system and made something new for the most part. I, and I think they had a few things that they, they had a good sense of balance on. Um, and my sense is actually rubric Marines were one of the unit. Like if you remember the first bit of stuff that came out for eighth edition, rubric Marines were one of their example units they t- that yeah. they talked about. Um, for like, here's how the game works now in eighth edition. Yeah. And I think they, they picked out a few units as uh, baselines for different armies. And some of these things had rules that they just didn't, uh, to your credit, they just, or to your point, they, they didn't know how to balance them yeah. um, appropriately. Like the guns, I mean, they just on paper, it was like, oh, well, this, this, Gatling cannon shoots, you know, 20 times with two damage weapon at AP two or whatever the profile is on it. Um, so that's, you know, a 200 point gun or whatever through some kind of algorithmic parabolic scaling or whatever it is that their math was on that thing. So, yeah, you know, it, it just kind of sucks that some units are just in the, they, they've, they're in such deep holes that they can't be dug out just quick enough. You know, yeah. there's more that needs to be changed for them. The the Venom Crawler is an amusing point because most of the time when a new unit comes out, people complain about power creep, power creep. The Venom Crawler came out and was literally like, this isn't good. No, and, not at uh, all. I, I actually, I completely forgot that unit existed until I saw it listed here. I, I own one. It's on yeah. a shelf somewhere. But um, what, I mean, what do you take it for? I mean, there's better options. Pers- like you don't take precisely. it for close combat because you'd have Mauler Fiends right yeah no it's one of those janky units is like the um dark eldar chronos um like why would you take one you can take a uh talos and mm-hmm. um, it's just it's in a weird spot uh, it's actually uh, i would say it's actually in a very similar position as the mutilith vortex beast uh and that it's competing directly with other units that do the same job that it could potentially do just better yeah um and so i think that decreasing its points is a good start um i think they kind of need to look at all of the demon engines and really decide what they actually want them to accomplish in the chaos space marines codex yeah this whole four up the ballistic skill weapon skill thing is just not working out 
Yeah. You know, I think I think they need to rethink it with a three up ballistic skill, three up weapon skill. These are these are demon engines. Other stuff that are demons have three ups. Um, you know, most of the space marine stuff have three ups, no matter what they're doing. If you've got to readjust, like how much how much attacks they do, how much damage they do, all that stuff, that's that's fine. That comes with it, but you you got to rethink it from the standpoint of balance or meshing it with what the army does a lot better. Yeah, they just don't they just don't do that. However, making your army better is what this guy named Fabius Bile does, and. GW seems to think he can make your army better no matter what you do because they keep reducing his point costs. He has now, since last year, been reduced 30 points. He is now only 80 points to bring into your army. And he, I guess he could kind of make your infantry a little better. Um, maybe with yeah. some possess, that would be fun. Though the main thing about Fabius Bile is that he's Emperor's children. However... He has the special rule that lets you take him in any legion without penalty. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but the main thing there is that he wouldn't benefit from his own thing if you took him. It's all like taking. He wouldn't get. He wouldn't get Emperor's children, right? But he also would not break your requirement for, say, Alpha Legion. Correct. Because he he doesn't he doesn't uh, cancel that out. I think that without Emperor's children getting more options. Um, just being better in general with Faith and Fury being released, I think we might actually see people take him because um, at 80 points, it's for the ability to permanently upgrade a unit. That's uh, not bad. Uh, no, and it works so. even better in small units too because it, it, when you get up into the into the bigger squads of units like you know possessed or you know even berserkers for that matter or noise marines, which also took a big reduction. Um, you still are going to be in risking losing a bunch of models. And when you have like MSU or multiple small units, uh, so five man squads, you have the ability to command point your way out of trouble. Like if you're going to lose a unit, um, especially the two wound models, things like that. So I think on like possess that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, terminators maybe, um, Maybe using it with, uh, you know, the Red Butchers and bringing them along with, like, World Eaters or something like that and having an experiment on them. That would that would be pretty cool. Um, and they, they, I mean, they lowered the cost of some of the other characters, like Harkon World Claimer, the Master of Executions, Master of Possessions. Uh, you know, we talked about the Sorcerer before, Sorcerer with Jump Pack. Um, you know, all of them received about 10-point reductions, except for the Sorcerer. Um, uh they all received about 10 point reductions, which is warranted there. I mean, they might, yeah. might've been a little bit. Uh, little all bit of those characters are new. And so I think that they have to realize that the, except for maybe the master of possessions, uh, there's just not a ton of reason to bring them. Although I could, I could see you bringing Harkin world claimer. If you're running um, chaos space Marine soup and you're going to run some Raptors uh, in there. I, I think like as uh, night Lords or something like that, I think you could definitely get away with bringing him in, but he's, he's more niche than anything. Right. Yeah. So. Um, looks like chaos terminators got a points decrease sort of goes they along did. with the um, decrease that uh, Scarabacol got not yep. quite as extreme, but they're already fairly cheap. <clears throat> yeah, they're so basically now what Chaos Terminators were is what Scarab Occult Terminators cost now. 
and yeah. now regular terminators have gone down a bit and they're kind of nicer because they they have a little bit more configuration you can give them lightning mm -hmm. claws you can give them you know axes things like things <laughs> that can actually Holy crap do some stuff in combat so fallen are now 11 points a model yes they are right oh with Lord. chaos space marines yep yep that is that's very... actually huge for them yep yeah because if you think about it there look at this uh chosen are 12 points a model but fallen are 11 points a model oh, it makes sense though um because fallen don't get any thing like no legion well, trait no nothing you do you do get something out of i mean you get something with vigilist uh, ablaze where you oh, do God. get to don't counter even, their command points don't even talk about that yeah that, I guess that, that's, that's the really worst attachment I, I i actually bought a um fortress of redemption with the idea that yeah i'll bring a fallen list it'll be awesome and i look at that and it's like i can't do this um it just yeah. doesn't work and now that they're so cheap it actually makes them much more useful i'll tell you though that in this meet of changes where there were only like two or three points Jesus. yeah so noise marines lost up three points a piece uh -huh. they're now 12 points they're going to be they're going to be like maniacs on the table yeah. i think emperor's children they're going to be really really good went down the warp towers oh, yeah. went down jesus and not only did warp talons go down they went down a lot the reason they went down a lot is they received a reduction and lightning claws also received a reduction. So warp talons are now, if we go find them in here real quick. Oh, what do you say we, I'm pretty sure I configured looking at my spreadsheet here of what they used to cost. Well, let's, let's configure them up real quick because I believe they, went down quite a lot. Oh yeah, they went down oh about Lord. 45, 40 points or so. They're down uh -huh. now under 100 points a piece now for, for a squad <laughs> of five. It's ridiculous. That is actually pretty ridiculous. Yep. Yep. So they're, I, I mean, the fact that you can bring them in, shut down Overwatch, you run them as Night Lords, and now you can keep stuff locked in combat. And it gets, it's real scary, some of the stuff you can do with those things. Yeah, that's a bit insane. Um, yep. Aside hmm. from that, um, that, uh, Corn Berserkers, they got a little bit of a reduction as well. They're now one point cheaper and, uh, you know, running chain axes, they're, they're pretty dang good. Hey, Nothing else really. I did. You did. Not there. Yeah. And the sub faction. Well, that's okay. It's unacceptable. That's okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For those of you following along, we're looking at a uh, spreadsheet of changes that I put together. Um, and for our um, Conclave members, uh, they have had access to this to be able to see the changes, um, you know, as they've happened here, as I've been able to put this together. So, did uh, anything so go up on their side? Um, I don't think anything went up. Let's take a look. Nope. Nothing so far has gone up. Uh, however, I haven't had a chance to really collect all of the, uh, the forge world stuff as well. So mm -hmm. there's probably a good, a good amount of things that I just haven't covered yet. Um, yeah, there are, let's see here. If I sort this this way, this, 
yeah, the Lord of Skulls is definitely one of the big point reductions. Uh, the Land Raider Achilles probably take, takes the next one, but seeing Abaddon and the Dark Apostle up at the very top with the most amount of points reduced, it's pretty pretty uh, telling. I think um, yeah. Black, I mean, Abaddon being able to be so cheap is going to be great, but Obliterators stand out to me, Possessed stand out to me. Um, how I faced a list um, uh, just this past uh, weekend. Uh, it was a Slanesh list, and he was running a bunch of Possessed. Those things are not to be taken lightly. I mean, they are. They have definitely got the support now. Um, there are things you can do with it. Um, there are all sorts of buffs you can run with them. Um, yeah. they, they are no joke. So... And they're just going to get better now that now that they got cheaper because now you can squeeze all sorts of other stuff in there. So, mm-hmm. so anyways, Mike, uh, wrapping up our our um, talk here on the chapter proof stuff, it seems like we're going to see some good changes. I think for chaos, but we got to wait to see for Thousand Suns when Ritual of the Dam comes out. We'll probably start talking about some of the leaks as they come out more um, in the coming weeks. Uh, but that's yeah. going to be the next book that they've announced. Um, forget who else is in that book it looks like dark angels and there was someone else in there uh, if i remember right that looked pretty cool imperial guard maybe um maybe i'm not sure um was it imperial guard that would be kind of funny um however some as some of our uh, uh fans have kind of pointed out there are some photos of uh, some of the artwork has leaked out showing Mephiston and some of the Blood Angels like absolutely destroying um, Rubric Marines. Uh, much like when we did the Wrath of Magnus series years ago, uh, they had great artwork that came out of like Aramon flying out of the warp with like screamers and rubrics and all sorts of other stuff. So uh, obviously kind of feels like there's a bit of a battle coming between those factions. Yeah, though it's actually the uh, artwork that with... Um... Mephiston in particular is actually for the new book, uh, the yeah. novel that's going out for him. Yep. So. It's looking really cool. It's looking really cool. So, uh, you know, fingers across that we get the same kind of treatment that um, Chaos Space Marines got, where we get a whole bunch of really good buffs, uh, just kind of like a rethink on some things. Maybe they give us some new units that cross over from Demons or Age of Sigmar. Who knows? Um, you know, that kind of stuff it would be very easy for them to do, just like they did with our codex when it came out. And uh, we'll just kind of hope for the best, I guess. Yeah. So in that light, um, I do know, you know what else got a point reduction, Mike, in Chapter Proof that I was just realizing? Uh, Magnus did nothing wrong. <laughs> it's now free. You know, Magnus. Yeah. It, it is now free for the world to know that Magnus did nothing wrong. I mean, th- that's a good change. Um, I'm glad everyone can accept that Magnus did nothing wrong for free. He he did absolutely nothing wrong. <laughs> Russ, on the other hand, did a lot of things wrong. I mean, he couldn't even couldn't even just like go execute orders without listening to Horace. I mean, he just had to. Just, no, I'll go in and kill him. Yep, yep, no. Russ Russ did everything wrong, and Magnus did nothing wrong. <laughs> Good talk. Good talk. <laughs>